Welcome to our podcast. We're a mother-daughter duo with a twist. I'm Taya, and I was adopted. And I'm Roz, her birth mom. I went on a search at the age of 36, and I found her. Listen in as we come together to unpack the layers of our journey. Hello, I founders. Welcome back to another episode where we discuss all things adoption and reunion, but with a twist. I'm Taya, and with me is my co-host and my birth mom, Roz. So how are you today, Roz? I feel great. I'm excited, Taya. And I'm super excited because we have a very special guest with us today. Can't wait to talk to her. Yes, yes, yes. We're doing it again. We're adding a third person to our duo to discuss all things adoption and reunion. And this time it is a fellow adoptee that is joining us. Her name is Nerissa Tucker, and she is a licensed professional counselor as well. So welcome to our podcast, Nerissa. How are you doing? Hello, Taya and Roz. I'm doing great. I am super excited to be here. I love this podcast. I have shared it with so many of my friends. I just think it is wonderful um, the the way you're spreading the message about adoption and reunion. And I'm just so elated to be here with you guys. Well, I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate that that you have been listening to our first season and getting a sense of of what we do here and and now to have you join us as a guest i think is even more amazing yeah so so let's let's give our listeners just a little bit of the backstory for us right we we go back a few years right and and um and that first year of, of us connecting was in 2017 when you yes. were um, starting your journey to becoming a counselor, right? So yes. you joined um, the agency at the time that I was working at, uh, and I yes. was a supervisor there. And you came in and interviewed with me to, to start working on your practicum hours. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> And I I just had another memory. It's funny how you start talking about things and yeah. things come to memory. I had a hard time finding a practicum site. Oh, right. right. I Because we had to do our own research. We had to find our own site. And I was in the midst of, we'll, we'll kind of talk about it later, but in the midst of some, um, some a family process and like about to, to lose a loved one. And so it was just a hard time to be also trying to find a site. And so finally I got connected um, with you guys at Counseling Connections for Change. And when I got there and I met you, I said, okay, God, now I understand why the delay happened because oh. we had to meet and we had to make this connection. Oh, and yeah. so, yes, it was just, it was just all providential for sure. Exactly. And you know, we oh, didn't, wow. we didn't know right off. Roz, we didn't know right off right. we were going to have this connection, you know, mm-hmm. similar to kind of how you and our first guest, Deborah, you know, you guys didn't realize that there was this connection that you had beyond your Toastmasters journey. Same thing with me and Narissa. We didn't realize, you know, it, it takes, it's not like something we wear on our forehead, right? I'm adopted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. Right on on the nuances of language and things um, that that sometimes will pique our ear a certain way, and we'll say, "Wait a minute, there's something about how you're talking or describing some things that are kind of drawing me in and wanting to learn a little bit more about um, your story." And so, yeah, and so we we learned you know, mm-hmm. through the process of what we'll unpack in our time today, um, that you as well were adopted. And yes, yes. So before before we dive into the story of you, um, were, there, were there any thoughts or feelings that you may have had leading up to our time today? Yeah. Um, 
I think I told you the podcast has been um, very, what's the word? I can, I connect with the podcast really well. And so it's the podcast itself has brought up a lot of emotions and uh, questions for me. Um, but as far as being a guest, just looking forward to this conversation that we're about to have. Um, mm -hmm. I have shared my adoption story with a lot of people. And so it's something that I'm always open and willing to talk about. And like I said, talking jogs your memory. And so there's some things about the story along the way that I will rediscover while we're, talk we're, we're exactly. talking about it. So yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. Okay. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, so as we kind of did with our, our previous guests, and, and I think it's a good way to start is, is to start with, with your origin story and kind of, you know, talk us first through, and then we'll unpack as we move. Um, but who were the main players in your home growing up? Sure. So the beginning, the early years, um, my early years were a little different in that my parents adopted me and I was the only child in the home. They adopted me as a baby. And within about two or three years, I believe I was two or three, my sister, which is my dad's daughter who was in Jamaica with her mother, she came and joined our family at that time. Um, so I was the first child, but not the oldest child in the family. Um, and so, in my family, it was my mom, dad, and my sister, and myself. My sister's eight years older than I am. Oh, wow. Okay, that's Wonderful. that's a pretty big age gap. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, So what was that relationship like first yeah. um, with between you and your sibling? Yes, very much the typical younger sister older sibling dynamic um she's <laughs> quite older than me so i you know she was my second mom for a long time <laughs> yeah I, i've had to remind her in, in adulthood that you know i don't need that anymore <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was that typical dynamic you know she was always a really good sister to me looked out for me and i was just the annoying little sister who told on everything. I didn't keep quiet about anything. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious then um how how did the story of you learning that you were adopted come about? Yeah. Um so I don't remember it myself, but my mom mm -hmm. told me that either preschool or kindergarten, I was preschool or kindergarten age, and I came home with a book. And uh, my mom was supposed to read it to me. And so the book was on adoption. My mom Ooh. felt at the time, yes, my mom felt at the time that this was an opening. She felt led by the Holy Spirit to have the conversation with me. And so she did. Um, my dad was away because he traveled. He was a traveling accountant. So he was gone a lot of times until during the week until Fridays. So she told me and she said my reaction was to hit her in the stomach a few times and say you didn't carry me in your belly and Aww. other yeah other than that um she said that was really kind of the only reaction um that i had to it um and when my dad came home she told him that uh she had told me about it and he had his own feelings about it i think that he may have preferred that maybe I not know. I don't know if he wanted me to know at all. And so mm -hmm. that was her decision to tell me. And I think it was absolutely the right decision. Yeah. Why do you think it was the right decision? Because she instilled in me at an early age that adoption was a gift and that it was a beautiful thing. Oh, so yeah. she told me, uh-huh. She told me your birth mom was very loving she was very unselfish she made a huge sacrifice in giving you to a family who she knew would love you and take care of you um and we were really excited to have you come into our family we really wanted you we chose you and so you were chosen from birth to be a part of this family okay Amen. yeah 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 so mm -hmm. so 
hearing kind of how your your story was told to you, you know, the other thing that kind of stands out in, in your description of, of, you know, kind of running up to her as she tells you and hitting her belly and saying that I didn't come from your belly, I didn't come from your mm -hmm. belly, right? Mm -hmm. I, I'm. I know it's a long time ago, and, mm -hmm. and maybe maybe it might be challenging, you know, to to figure out that memory. But do you think that some of that that language was because of how it was written in the book, maybe, and how the book possibly read about, you know, the difference between having a child by birth and a child through adoption? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I don't remember the book at all, but I would, I would assume it was that. And I guess at that age, I had an understanding that, you know, the way yes. children came into families is that you carried them in your belly and yeah. then one day they're, they come out. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess I wasn't, I wasn't too happy that I didn't have that experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, again, because there's not a lot of language that we have or, you know, vocabulary, it, uh -huh. it, it, it seems kind of um, instinctual or something for you to be able to have that raw reaction right. to the fact that, you know, I didn't come from your belly kind right. of thing. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. What about go growing up? So having that mm -hmm. knowledge as a at a very very young age, and then mm -hmm. growing up, was there a time along the way before you were an adult that you had a longing or a desire to um, want to learn about your birth family? Mm -hmm. I think as I got older. Um, I was curious and my mom would have conversations with me about it from time to time. She would ask me if I had questions about it. Um, something, you know, interesting is that I did not have this conversation with my dad ever. Mm -hmm. We never talked about it. Um, it was, we were very close, but it was just not a topic that um, I guess he felt comfortable with. So it was something that we never talked about even through adulthood. Oh, so it was my mom, like kind of checking in with me and asking me, do I have questions? And she would also tell me some things that she knew, it, even though it was a closed adoption okay. and um, she did not know who my birth mother was. She had some um, like non-identifying information mm -hmm. about her. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And right. so she would tell me that from time to time. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm sure I was curious. As far as a longing, again, my mom tells me uh, this story of when we were in Jamaica. And because my sister had a different mother, she also had biological family still in Jamaica. So when we would go visit, she would connect with her biological family. And so my mom said in one of those visits that she could tell the way I was like looking at my sister interact with her biological family she said she said to herself one day she is going to want to know her biological family she's like she could just tell from from that moment mm -hmm. right um, right mm -hmm. that's so interesting right there's there's a few things that are coming up uh one is you know the the difference between your mom even though like you said it was a closed adoption uh -huh. she was she had an openness to the discussion of it, but your dad kind of modeled the closed perspective and he had a closed, you know, perspective toward talking about adoption. And so, you know, you've got one parent who is, seems open to, even if you prompted it at different times throughout your growing up years, to have a dialogue with you where it, it sounds like the way you said it, that it was kind of known that I can't talk about this with my dad, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So any, it was any a, thoughts um, there? You know, it was just an understanding. Um, it's not something that I've thought about until I'm talking about it now. Mm -hmm. But I think it was just an understanding that it's not something that he wanted to talk about with me or he didn't feel comfortable talking about. So 
I never brought it up. He never brought it up. My mom didn't talk about it in front of him. And um, I did not, I wasn't longing to have the conversation with him. I wasn't sad because we weren't talking about it. It was just an understanding that it's not something that we talked about. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right. So he probably was afraid to maybe hear what you might have to say about that or if he might feel rejected. What do you think might, that might have been? Yes. Um, based on my dad's own upbringing, which, you know, that's that's another story for another mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. um, he had some rejection issues himself from his own oh. mom. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Okay. So I think that deep down his fear was, you know, here's this child that I love that I'm, you know, I was the child that he had from the beginning, right? Like, um, and I, you know, I was with him my entire life. And so I think it was a fear that maybe if I was open, if we talked about it, maybe I would get curious and want to find my birth family. And if I find them, maybe that means I'm rejecting him. Um, oh, maybe that means yeah. our relationship would change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's, I, that's a valid uh, point for him to consider. However, mm -hmm. you sound like you were brave enough to just take what your mother was telling you and not talk about it with your dad because yes. it, it's just not going to be a comfortable conversation. So I get right. it. Right, right, for sure. Mm, yeah. And it's interesting that word fear, right? Because in one of our podcasts, you know, when we started to talk in the mental health perspective around the different emotions, right, that come up, um, you know, fear is, is a big driver, I think, in how we make a lot of choices and decisions in life. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Is that is that connecting on any level where you're thinking of something right now, Narissa, to layer in about that that word fear? Sure. Um, I think it will fast forward the story a lot. So I don't know okay. if you want me to interject <laughs> that now. <laughs> or I could talk it. You know, when you said that, I thought it, you know, there are so many things that are just repeated in cycles in different ways. And so it made me think of my birth mom and the fear mm -hmm. that she had in oh. a lot of different way, ways, you know, from the beginning and even in through adulthood with the secrecy of yes. the adoption. And yeah. So that's what came to mind, really. Yeah. And let's let's stay there because, okay. you know, I think, you know, there there that's that's a part where when you said that, I'm like looking over here at Roz and I'm like, OK, this is going to be a part <laughs> yeah. of you to come in. 36, this, this 36 years of secrecy. Oh, my God. Oh. That is in our podcast, several layers of it. And uh -huh. so the secrecy is is a huge part. So let me ask you this. When mm -hmm. did you decide to search for your biological parents? How old were you? And what kind of process did you use? I already know how Taya found me. Thank goodness. Yeah. But mm -hmm. how, how did you find your birth parents? Yes, that's a really good question. Um, I would say it started um, when I was 21. I was... I had graduated from college. I was living on my own for the first time. So I felt a big sense of, you know, like a lot of autonomy and like freedom to kind of explore whatever I wanted to. And so that was one of the things where I said, I think I want to take a step to yeah. finding, um, finding really her. I think when I thought about my birth family, I really was thinking about my birth mother. Um, yeah. That's usually that the case. I think mm -hmm. that is very much a, a, a similar dynamic with a lot of us, because mm -hmm. that was the same for me, was there was this very strong pull to find her specifically. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you're 21, which, mm -hmm. you know, that's technically the age of adult, full adult, right? Right. Like, I'm, I'm, I have my, I'm on my own. 
and I'm, I'm wondering if, because there was maybe you being on your own, that you felt like I could do this and it not necessarily affect or have a direct, you know, like, talk me through that because I think there is this perspective of, of us waiting um, because of concerns that we may have with our own adoptive family and how they'll either support us or not support us in that journey. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I was living on my own, right? So I had my own address. So any mail that came, it just came to me. Um, I think if I were living at home and some mail came and it was from an adoption agency or something like that, it would be, you know, like, what is this? What's going on? So I didn't have to, there wasn't that piece in there. Um, and I think, as you said, Taylor, like 21 is such an age of, like really starting to become into an into adulthood and it's also a time of discovery you know you're you're your parents child for all these years and then you go off to college and you do some self-discovery and then now you're in real adulthood if, if you're living on your own and you're working and all of that you're in real adulthood and so you tend to just want to discover and know more about yourself um, so I right. think that's what was happening for me. Um, yeah. I was at that time in life probably, where I just went to know. That was probably a comfort level for you, I was thinking. Wow, freedom. Mm -hmm. I could do mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. So the process. So I started by reaching out to the adopt adoption mm -hmm. agencies. So as I said, my mom would tell me things along the way. I have an amazing mother, if you haven't like figured that out mm -hmm. by now. She is mm -hmm. extremely mm -hmm. wise. Very um, intuitive. Yes, yes, yes. And so because of her profession, she came in contact with a lot of people from different walks of life. And so she would come in contact with adult adoptees and they would she would ask them questions like, would you want to know your biological family? Would you want to find them? And so she got a sense of longing from these adults, right? That wow. is something that I would want to do. Um, so she had a, a, a pretty good understanding of what wow. that feels like. Mm -hmm. So she would always tell me, if you want to look for your family, you can. I don't think it's going to be hard to find them. Here are the things that I know um, about about her. So she would just tell me things along the way. So she told me about the adoption agency um, that I that I was adopted through, mm -hmm. and it was the information she gave me was so specific that it was very easy to find. Wow, um, oh. my adoption took place in Washington state. Um, I was the first black child to be adopted through the adoption agency. Oh my. And she said Ooh. it was a Christian adoption agency. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I knew the city and state. So, you know, mm -hmm. Google, Google mm -hmm. was really easy to find. Um, even though they had changed names at that point, I reached out to them. They said, absolutely, yes, this is the right place. They said, we have non-identifying information that we can send you. Mm -hmm. And they also said, your birth mother wrote you a letter uh, at your birth. Uh, wow. And we're going to send that wow. to you as well. Oh, my God. All right. Let's wow. At 21. Yeah, let's yes. pause there because again, this is this is a marker, I think, for you, Roz, because you had shared yes. how, you know, yes, there is a time difference, you know, as far as the year I was born versus the year that you were born. So there may have been some changes in even what they encouraged for the birth mother to be able to do at the time of relinquishment of their child compared to in 1970, you know, that wasn't even an option presented no, to wasn't. you to place a letter in my file mm. so that when I got my non-identifying mm. information, I would also have this information. So that's interesting that they had, she wrote you a letter. Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. wow. yeah. What did you oh think? God. What did you think <laughs> yes. about that letter? 
it was, I don't even know if I can put it into words. I still have it, of course. It was like reading something that I would have written myself. That's the best way I can describe it. Hmm. The handwriting was mine. The thought process behind what was written was very similar to how I would speak and talk. Wow. Um, Wow, wow, wow. mm -hmm. So it was, I, I can't describe it. I haven't, it's not a feeling that I have had again really since because, you know, when you are adopted, you have and you know, if you're blessed, you have an amazing life, you have an amazing family, everybody loves you, but there is something missing. Mm-hmm. There is something missing. And mm-hmm. when you get close to what was missing, you just you just start to feel it. It just it just shows yeah. up in you. Mm-hmm. It takes your breath away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. not mm-hmm. to fast forward or anything, but when did you, after receiving that information, when did you meet your birth mother? Believe it years or not, later? it was, oh, many years later. I was okay. 38. So this Uh-oh. is from 21 to 38. I think I was 38. Wow. I might've been 37. Okay. Or yeah, 36 37, like <laughs> Right. <laughs> it, it was close to the same age as yeah. Taya, yes. Um, so what was happening during those years is, and I've, I've heard this a lot with, with adoptees as well. Sometimes it's a very pressing thing mm-hmm. and you just want to know more and you want to search and then you put it on the shelf mm-hmm. and then yeah. you just live your life. Yeah. And then the feeling comes back and then right. you kind of tap into it again. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing for me was that um, when I initially started, that's what I found. This is a closed adoption. The adoption records in Washington State are closed. The only way you can ac- access them is by getting a confidential intermediary, and they have to petition the court to open it. So yeah, it was a just, lot of legal. Uh, yes, a lot of steps and um yeah, so it was it was discouraging. It was discouraging to feel like I can't even know things about me. You know, this is this is my history. Yes. This is this is my story, and I can't even know about it without going through this long, convoluted process that may or may not work because you could be denied. Also, you could go exactly. through the process. So talk about rejection, right? Mm-hmm. That's a form of it because Again. it fits in that denial piece, right? Yes. Of, of someone else having access to your information and yes. you having to petition for yes. it, right? Yeah, yes. so you're right. The whole yes. picking it up and putting it back down, picking it up and putting it back down. Yes, connecting. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember exactly what year it was, but sometime in several years later, let's say 20, maybe around 2012, maybe around then. Um, The urge again was strong. And I said, okay, let me do research to see. And I got, I reached out to a confidential intermediary in Washington state and she responded to me. And she said that right now the, the records are still closed, but Washington tends to follow what happens in California, you know, because the states are so close. And it looks like California is going to open up their records. If that happens, um, it might happen in Washington. And so just keep an eye out because this is a possibility. And you might not even need me because this is something that might might happen soon. Hmm. Um, so I took that, you know, I just I took that information and I sat on it for a little while. And then another couple of years, I said, well, let me just check and see. And Washington State opened the adoption records. So at that point, all you needed to do, I don't remember what you had to send. I know you had to fill out a form. You had to give them all the information. And once you did that, they just mailed you your original birth certificate. Oh, my goodness. You got it. Yes. Wow. Okay. So you had, okay, this is good for me because (laughs) I, 
still don't have my original birth certificate. Oh. Yeah. And, and, and what I had found out about it was that I would still have to go through the courts and I would still have to, you know, petition and whatnot. So this is helping me because it's very possible that maybe I misstepped on something and don't have all the information. And this is an opportunity for me to go back and look because I am in California. That's where my mm -hmm. original um, birth was. And I so very much want my original birth certificate and you have it. Yes. Yes. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, did you have, this is something that we've touched on. Did you find out if you had an original birth name? Yes. It was not on my birth certificate oh, though. Okay. Um, I okay. did not find out my birth name until I connected with my biological really? family. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was not okay. on my birth certificate. Okay. I was curious. I wondered if it would have been on there. Uh -uh. Okay. It just said baby girl baby and then girl. uh my the last name of the family. Like I of see. my biological family. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you get your original birth certificate and then what happens? Yeah. Then? Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I went into shock basically. Um, mm -hmm. I get my original birth certificate. I have my birth mother's name on there. Her date of birth mm -hmm. is on there. Oh, and that was another thing. I had tried some things because on the non-identifying information they gave me, they were supposed to white out the birthday, right? mm -hmm. but they didn't. <gasps> They did it. So I was I was trying to do my own like search sort of on my own with mm -hmm. that, but I didn't get very far. Okay. Um, so yeah, so her name, her birthday, um the the place where she lived, everything was on there. And yeah, I was pretty much in shock. And what I did was I reached out to a friend who um, had access to a database where they could find people very quickly. Okay. Mm -hmm. mm, so I like said, Ancestry hey, if DNA I... or something? No, no, it's not Ancestry DNA. It's um, it's it's you have to be in a certain profession, I believe, okay. to have access to be able to find people for different reasons. Yeah, and I think that's so, possibly similar to. Pamela Slayton, who I used as an okay. investigative genealogist because she had certain credentials that would allow her access yes. to birth information. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't tell the person what I was looking for or why. I just said, hey, if I was looking for someone and I had their name and birthday, could you find them? And the person said, yes, no problem. And they said, I mean, I can only use this system if this person owes you something. Does this person owe you something? <laughs> my life. She owes me my life. <laughs> yes, I can I can play on that word. Yes, yes. Oh I God. said absolutely, absolutely she does. So the next day, literally the next day. She gives me um, address, phone number of like previous See? address and phone number, current address and phone yep. number. Okay. Wow. Um, so, so you pause, know, you go pause. your whole let's, life. Yeah. yeah let's, let's pause in that space because that's that's connecting so well with you know where I was, and you you're you're given this information finally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how old were you at this point now that you're holding all of this information? I think I was 37, 36 or 37. Ooh, so, uh, so close. God, like me, uh -huh. I'm, uh -huh. I'm yes. 30. Yeah, I'm 36 mm -hmm. sitting on this information. And mm -hmm. yes. And what do you what do you remember? Like you said, you you definitely there was the, the shock. But now mm -hmm. you have. You have information in front of you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I think that I was, I think I was scared, honestly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I don't really, I'm not, I don't really 
I don't think I experienced being scared a lot in my life, but I think I was scared. Like this okay. is something that I never had before. All of a sudden I have access and I can probably pick up the phone and call on right. her. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So slow down again, slow down again, mm -hmm. because earlier I tapped into that word fear, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And now you're saying, you know, I have all this information and I'm scared. I remember shaking, mm. you know, like physically shaking with this mm -hmm. information, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like it can open a door, mm -hmm. right? It can open a door. And am I ready? Yeah, am I ready yes. to open this door? And we've lived our, our life, you know, we're in our 30s. So, I feel like when you use the word scared and fear, they're similar. They follow. Absolutely. There, you know? So, yeah. So Absolutely. talk a little bit more about that fear there. Again, another memory is coming to me. Um, so what I'll say before that is, you know, throughout these years, so from 21 to 36, every time there's an adoption reunion story on TV, I'm watching it. If there are any movies <laughs> yes. about mm -hmm. adoption, I'm saying it. Antoine Fisher for me was. Oh, oh. yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. I could have like rolled on the floor and bawled during that movie if I just let all my emotions we did. come out. We did. We did that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Antoine Fisher yes. is a thread for you as well. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh yes. my God. Yes. Um, that other adoption reunion stories, you know, what the theme is sometimes it's good. Sometimes mm -hmm. people are happy that you found them. Sometimes they're not happy that you mm -hmm. found them. Sometimes mm -hmm they've already passed away. And so yeah. there, you know, there could be so many outcomes. So, so what I did, and I had a really good friend at the time who was very supportive. And I remember as I was sending the, the form out to get my original birth certificate going through that space, I told him, I was like, I'm at the mailbox and I'm having a hard time putting it in and sending it away. Yes. yes. Right. Yes. And he said yes. to me, he was like, are you prepared for any of the possible outcomes? Mm -hmm. And I really had to sit with that for a minute. And I, and I thought, actually, yes, I am. Okay. He was like, if you're prepared, then you can do this. Okay. So I put it in. I was probably shaking when I did that. When yes. you talk about shaking. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 Wow. Um, so you dropped it in the mailbox. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the same space. I decided to, yes. so it sounds like I didn't call that we opted for a letter. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, well that, yeah. yes. So Yes, that was the adoption form. So how I got connected to my birth mother. Do you want me to talk about that? Oh, one I'm so sorry. Yes. Okay, so so we okay. were talking about the, the what you dropped in the mailbox. That was not the letter to mm -mm. your birth mother. That was to the adoption agency mm -hmm. to even see if you could get any kind of information, which then connects yes. you to what you shared about getting the non-identifying, getting the the first letter from her it was it was later in the stage so okay. it was when i knew the adoption records were open and now there was really no re like i knew i was going to get my birth certificate i, I knew you. i was going to know her name now i see I okay see. okay thank you okay. for yeah. clarifying okay mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so yeah stay in that space you know and, and yeah. then we'll talk it through so yeah so you you you, you release the letter Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I get the, my friend, you know, gives me all the information. Yes, I found this person. Here's, here's their information. And in shock, I just kind of sat with it. And I found her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's another, you know, uh, in the, in the intro, you say, um, 
reunion story with the twist. Mm -hmm. there, there was a twist in the, so the mm -hmm. twist in my story was I tell my sister. So, you know, I'm talking to my sister about this the whole time. I was okay. not, and just to fast forward, uh, my dad had passed away suddenly um, in 2005. So, okay. um, you know, it was just my mom and my sister, and I have other sisters, my mom and my sisters at this point. And so, my sister that I grew up with, I was kind of keeping her in the loop with what was mm -hmm. going on, but I had mm -hmm. not told my mom anything yet. Mm -hmm. So I tell my sister, hey, I have my original birth certificate and I have her name. Now, the twist is my the town that my birth family is from is the same town that my sister's best friend is from. She oh. went to college with her. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Wow. Wow. That is a um, twist. Yes. And the 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 other part of that is like the Christian community that we're part of is not that big. So if you're black and you're part of this Christian denomination, it's likely you're gonna at least know somebody who knows somebody. Okay. Right. Yes. Um, so my sister says to me. Tell me her name and I'll ask my best friend if she knows her. I'm sure she knows her. The town is not that big. Hmm. Um, and so my sister talked to her friend and she said, absolutely, I know her. She oh, and Jesus. she's like a big sister to me. I was oh, at my. their house all the time. Um, as a matter of fact, she's one of my Facebook friends. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Wow. So my sister tells me this, and I go look up her friend. I look at her friends list. I look up the name, my birth mom's name, and I see her picture. There she so, is. Okay. Yes. This is my first yes. time putting eyes yes. on. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Um, seeing her was completely shocking again i don't i don't have words for what mm -hmm. it felt like mm -hmm. um i will say it did not feel like um i was looking at myself or like an older version of or version of myself i really couldn't see myself in her mm -hmm. initially when mm -hmm. i when i saw her picture um uh, but that night so this is the this is the same day that i get the well, this is the next day after I get all the information. I'm mm -hmm. on Facebook literally all night and I'm going through all of her pictures oh, yeah. um, because yeah. her page was open. Mm -hmm. And I, I get to a picture of her at about four or five. And it was like I was looking at myself at that age. I looked oh, exactly oh, like oh, that. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Oh, like, wow. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Um, so beautiful. Yes. The birth marker. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just looked through all the pictures. I saw my grandmother. I saw my aunts. I saw my uncle. I saw cousins. I. It was. It was amazing. Yes. Oh my. Yes. But you're doing all of this Genetics. behind the scenes. You're doing this yes. behind the scenes. She yes. doesn't know that you now have no information. No. And so in a sense, I'm able to kind of prepare myself maybe a little bit mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. by doing this behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So is there a point when you come from behind the scenes? Yes. So I think it was that same week, maybe. I'm not mm -hmm. really sure. I sent her a, a friend request on Facebook. Okay. So this is probably, I, I feel like it was around my birthday. So it must have been in the October time frame. Okay. I sent her a Facebook request and I was just like, I'll wait to hear back from her. We'll connect on Facebook and then we'll start the conversation there. I didn't feel like I wanted to call her or send mm -hmm. her a letter. Mm -hmm. I just said, mm -hmm. let's, let's just go this route. Mm -hmm. Well, something that has been a theme my whole life and i think that uh god gave me a scripture that he knew i would need my whole entire life um mm -hmm. in my early 20s 
and it is James 1 and James 1 4. Okay. Let, mm -hmm. uh -huh, let patience or perseverance finish its work or have its perfect work that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Mm. Okay. So it's been a theme throughout my whole life that, yeah. you know, because I'm, I would very much like to go from, you know, like A to F very quickly. Like, let's just skip all the other things and get to the point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I've had to learn that that's not how it works. So I say that to say, I reached out to her in October. I did not hear anything from her at all. I didn't hear anything from the Facebook request. Okay. Um, I sent a, a message to her sister, who would be my aunt. Okay. And I told her who I was in the message. Okay. And I didn't get a response from her. Okay. So months are going by. Months are going by. And I'm trying to decide, do I want to go further? Or do I want to kind of just stop here? Because maybe they're not interested in connecting. I didn't know what was going on, but I wasn't getting any responses. So this could feel like because there was information in that friend request to inform her that you would be her her daughter? No, I just sent a friend oh. request. Okay, okay. Yes. This is me and my, yes. you know, I know a little I know Facebook, but I forget that it doesn't allow all of those little comments in it. But you yes. said that you sent something to the aunt. Yes. And and did that include any knowledge? It sounded like you said that did yes. include some knowledge of who you were, but I still yes. don't hear anything. No. So this could step into that. Am I being rejected? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward to, and I wasn't sure what to do, but I felt very strongly that this was a time to be patient and to be still. Okay. Yeah. Right? Like just, just yeah. be patient and be still. So fast forward to, I believe it was March. It could have been April, but I'm pretty sure it was March. One day I'm working from home and I'm on my computer working and I get a notification from Facebook that mm -hmm. says her name has accepted your friend request. Okay, so about six months later. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. Okay. Wow. So I'm I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, she accepted my request. So I'm sure I told a couple of people and I was like, okay, well, let me respond. Yes. <laughs> so I sent a message to her and I said, Hi, thanks for accepting my request. Do you know who I am? Something like that. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> she responds back and she says, no, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't place you. Can you help me remember who you are? You look familiar. You're, you're very pretty. You have a beautiful smile, but I just can't place you. Can you help me? Okay. So I responded back and I said, well, you know, if you think I'm pretty, if you think any of that, it's because you're looking at a reflection of yourself because I am your daughter. Oh, my oh God. wow. I got the chills. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. goodness. Yes. And her response was, uh, <laughs> it was a bunch of letters that didn't go together. You could tell she was just kind like, of curious. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and it was just kind of so nervous. It was gibberish, 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 gibberish. Yes. And then finally, it was, um, like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe this. This is the day that I have prayed for and it yes. is happening. Okay. Right? Yes. Okay. Um, and then she says to me, she says, I have been locked out of my Facebook account for months. I have not been able to get into it. And today, again, the Holy Spirit was like, go log into your account and here's the password like oh. you couldn't get in all this time but like oh. i'm gonna put the password back in your memory and she was able to get in oh my goodness wow that so it was goodness. yes yes the yes. same day that she yes. accepted my request 
God's hand. God's yes. hand was over that. Yes. Oh my God. So his 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 perfect timing. Um yes. So, so yes. We we started communicating. We sent a lot of messages back and forth and just for like a day. And the next day she said, you know, we will you talk to me on the phone? I said, absolutely. Let me finish my my day of working and then I will call you. Mm. And I did. So oh my gosh. And we then spoke we for the first time. Our first conversation. Uh, but how was that? It was good. It was it was different. It was it was awkward. Yep. It was yep. I'm not sure if it was emotional for me because I think I had been feeling these emotions all along. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um Yes, it was. Was it she was crying all amazing. over the place? <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't. She I wasn't. did. She, okay. Uh, no, she wasn't. She sounded nervous. Right. Um, okay. She sounded nervous. Mm-hmm. And what I found out later was her fear was, even though I was looking for her and I wanted to find her, she was also afraid of being rejected, even after I met her or even yes. after we connected. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. I think she yes. had fears of maybe what if what if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not what she was expecting? Um, oh, so you know, good. things like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. So let me, let me like, cause there's so much, right. And that's what beautiful, I love beautiful about story. this is that, yes. you know, there's so many pieces that we could have said, okay, let's, let's pull this out a little bit more. Let's yeah. talk us through a little bit more. But again, you, you know, you, 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 you did bring up, you know, fear, you know, she, she reveals to you that, you know, what kind of is the veil for her to have to open is, relinquishing that fear right and walking mm-hmm. into this space where w- we don't know because i think too part of the journey oftentimes is we we create narratives we create stories mm-hmm. right w- when we don't have information um and sometimes because of what we hear through the movies or through other shows or through other people mm-hmm. who you mm-hmm. know we 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 form narratives and those narratives can can put us in a space of of fear right yes. and and and, yes. and and you know thankfully um it sounds like she was very much open to establishing and developing a relationship with you right. Yes, 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 absolutely, yes. absolutely. So this is what came up as I as I said that as you, in a sense, open this door to have this relationship mm-hmm. and then you go back to the beginning of your story, right? Mm-hmm. And, and how you learned about being adopted. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, that that I have expressed is it's like I went through life without having the the, the beginning chapters of my life, you know, mm-hmm. or as some people may say in a book, you know, like I didn't have the foreword. I didn't have, you know, the 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 information before I started chapter one or chapter two. Right. 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 Did, was there a sense of that for you as mm-hmm. you started to unpack with her of kind of learning then your beginning story? Yes, yes. Um, it was that learning how she felt. It, you know, I think the I think the story is similar to yours, Roz, if I'm remembering correctly, where she was sent away to have yeah. the baby to have mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and within two weeks of having me, she came back and rejoined school like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Her own siblings didn't know that she had been pregnant. Okay. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Similar story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just it was just her mom and her aunt, um, and her aunt had helped her. I think she went to her aunt first to tell her she was pregnant, and her aunt helped her kind of decide on adoption, and then together they told her mom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So, did you say she made the decision for adoption or it was made for her? 
She made the decision. I mean, she was okay. She was 16. Yeah, she was 17 when she had me. She was 16. But I think in talking with her aunt, um, her aunt kind of painted a probably helped to paint a picture of what having a baby would be like for her and the limitations that would exist in being able to provide for this baby and the limitations in her being able to finish her senior year of high school and go to college. You know, I think it was presented in, in that way. And um, yes, she, they, they made the decision together and told my grandmother. So it was not a situation where like my grandmother decided for her and no, it wasn't that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This is this is um there's a lot of similarities yes, in here, isn't so it, Taya? Yes, there the, is so the age, the situation, yes. the the mom getting pregnant, the decision about adoption, and looking at life after mm -hmm. adoption. She was able to finish school, I presume. Mm -hmm. She was mm -hmm. able to move on and do other things, but probably never ever forgot about you when she right. said to you through Facebook, I've been waiting for this day all my life. I mm -hmm. get chill bumps when I hear you say these things that resonate so closely to the story that Taya and I have lived with. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that what happens is there's so many resources that Taya and I have learned and I, I just want to know what were your resources to navigate this journey of adoption and reunion? I realize I might be fast forwarding a little, mm -hmm. but did you okay. have some resources that you look back on then and that you still appreciate now? Mm -hmm. I think not, I would say probably not specifically other than what I talked about kind of watching the reunion stories. Mm -hmm. um, there were some, uh, what are they called? They're not that common now. Uh, when you Dr. chat Dr. online Dr. with Dr. other people. No. Oh. Hmm. Message boards. Sorry, oh, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Message oh, boards okay. where adoptive people would talk to each other about their experience and their searching and their reunion. So I would I would tap into those types of things from time to time. But as far as um, a specific book or a specific resource, um, I didn't I didn't use anything like that. It was yeah. just like sort of a piecemeal of things throughout the years. Yeah. So so I also want to be you know mindful of our time because I know yes. that yeah we can we can definitely pull this and and go in some other directions. So yeah. so. I'm going to kind of move us toward a, a wrap up of our time, but, okay. but something that I thought about too, because, you know, we both share that we are, you know, licensed professional counselors, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, by any chance, was there any, any use of a therapist or a support group at, at some point in your life along this, you know, journey? No, actually, I did not tap into a therapist or a support group. No, mm -mm. Okay, I think my support group was yeah. just the people that I knew that knew about it, that I talked to about it and sort of following the promptings that I got of like what my next step should be and, and how I should move forward. Yeah. What is interesting, though, mm -hmm. about the therapist part is that when I when I met and connected with my biological mother, that was her goal. In in many respects, she was just an unlicensed therapist. Oh. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Okay. So when I eventually made by the time I met her, I was in the process of becoming a therapist and hearing her and talking to her and, and figuring out that she had been doing this in like a, you know, not a professional capacity, but for years and years. And then here I am coming into this as a second career. Yes. Wow. wow. So you met her in person at what year? How, yes. how old were you? I, um, I think when I met her, I was 30, 
38, 37 or 38. Okay, mm -hmm. so it was just a year maybe later and you met up in yes. person. Okay. Yes, um, we met, we, we could know. We, our meeting in person was very quick. We connected in March by May. I went to the town where she's from and met everybody just in a few months time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. good. It happened How very exciting. Quickly. Yes. Wow. Yeah. But I want to I want to touch on that piece again about the therapy part because mm -hmm. you know, like you said, you were you had started, you know, your your journey um to become a therapist. Mm -hmm. And then you learned that, you know, in many ways she was just, you know, an unlicensed therapist. So that means she had the tools, the the, mm -hmm. the thing to be mm -hmm. a therapist. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I'm curious in your career now as a licensed therapist, have you encountered adoptees as your clients? You know, I have not yet, okay. not yet, not, um, sometimes parents who have adopted mm -hmm. children, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. But as a, an adoptee, um, themselves, no, not yet. Oh. I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, yeah, because I do oh, think absolutely. Right, there, there is a need for <laughs> yes. us to be able to um, tap into that, you know, mm -hmm. um, of course, you know, there is, you know, our own felt and learned experience, but then there is, you know, trainings and certifications and such that we could follow that would give us even more of a grounding, a foundation of how to address it. But I mean, it, it really does center around trauma you know, mm -hmm. trauma focus, mm -hmm. which I know mm -hmm. both of us, you know, have done, you know, our own studies around trauma informed therapy. So, right. so it, it could, it could be a door, maybe if we use that term again, a door that mm -hmm. may, you may open or, you know, mm -hmm. it may open for you as you continue mm -hmm. in your journey um, of mm -hmm. being a licensed professional counselor. There's, there's a question that I want to kind of share as we wrap up um, okay. that, that I'm hoping will become kind of a signature question that I start to ask of our, of our guests. And so um, here's, here's the question for you, Nerissa. So uh -huh. what does, what does I found her mean to you? Hmm. I think I found her means that I found, in a literal sense, I found her, my biological mother. In a non-literal sense, I found her, myself. Yes. Right? I found, yes. yes, yes. I found a part of myself, like I said earlier, that was missing that you can't really put into words. Yes. It's not a tangible thing. But when yes. you find it, you find it, and you know that this is what was missing. So in Amen. finding her, I found myself. Yeah. Amen. Isn't that I interesting? Love I love that. That I is love so that. interesting. You know, mm -hmm. I have one more question before we sure. close. Yeah. Did your adoptive mom and birth mom ever meet? Mm -hmm. Yes. What a what a beautiful question. Mm -hmm. Um. Again, I as I said, my mom is amazing. And um, sadly, we connected, I connected with my birth mom in May of 2015. May of 2017, she passed away mm, at a very young age, you know, yeah. early 50s, completely okay. unexpected. Okay. But in January, wow. um, she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And as you know, that just goes, that's a very quick process. Mm -hmm. So um, I told my mom about the diagnosis and my, and I was in the town where they were from and my mom got on a plane and came right away. Oh, she was like, I want to meet wonderful. her. I want to meet her while she's still well. And so this was at the beginning yes. where she was still doing well. Yes. yes. And they got um, to meet. I'm and so they got happy to, to hear that. Yes. Yes. That oh, connection is, yes. is God. It's God's yes. gift of reuniting yes. because that's the triad that we bring up a lot. Yes. You know, the adoptee, the birth mom, the adoptive mom, when they make that connection, it's amazing. It, mm -hmm. it, I don't know how to describe it, but it just takes on 
a whole new level and a whole new life about itself with yes. the adoptee being right at the center of it. So thank mm -hmm. you yes. very much for answering that. Yes. Question. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. This has been just an amazing time of getting to know you all over again. Never right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there is there anything um that that you have as we wrap up that maybe you want to close with? Mm. What's just coming to mind is God's plan for your life is his plan for your life. And um, maybe if you were in charge, you would have made a different plan. I don't know. But the right. plan, <laughs> the plan that God has for your life, it is to bless you, to give you a future and a hope. And so when I look Amen. at my life from the beginning, that's exactly what it has been. Um, yes. You know, Jeremiah it is, it is 2918, yes. 2911. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. My, my birth mom made an incredible sacrifice that I don't think um, she probably ever recovered from, honestly. Um, but because of the sacrifice that she made, I really have been able to have a very full, um, a full life, uh, an amazing life. And I have a beautiful connection with my, my birth family. So there's, there's nothing like God's plan for your life. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Exactly. Um, I think mm -hmm. adoption can be a beautiful journey and, um, I'm just happy that this is the life that was chosen for me. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, as we sign off, um, we do hope that our listeners have enjoyed our show today. A special thanks once again to our guest, Narissa. We ask for our listeners to please subscribe and to give this episode a rating and most definitely share it with others that you think would enjoy the journey with us. And then be sure to check back for our next episode on September 20th. Until then, this is Taya and Roz, where we discuss all things adoption and reunion, but with a twist. Thank you so much for listening to I Found Her. We want to give a special shout out to Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, and Anchor. And if you like what you heard and would like to support our work or even allow us to have more amazing guests on the show, please consider making a donation. Or even better, purchase the new I Found Her merchandise at ifoundherpodcast.com. Be sure to tune in for our next episode on September 20th. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.